This is your life, God's truth, your QFM. It's Phil, and very happy to have Pastor Gus Booth with me on the other line, all the way from Mexico. Well, actually. (laughs) I'm very happy to be talking to you, but I'm not happy to be in northern Minnesota right now. (laughs) Yeah, you get that jolt coming back from a little getaway, huh? This is crazy. You should know this. So here I have my feet in the Pacific Ocean on the white sands of Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, on Monday morning. And by Monday evening, my feet were in the white snow of the ice castle stuff in New Brighton, that big old... And I just thought, this is so crazy, you know? That's God for you. He's all about yeah, variety. Was, you know? I, I was so thankful. Like when you start thinking about air travel, and I, you just think it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. It's amazing. <laughs> I saw where the snow started. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I saw little bits of snow, little bits of snow, and then pretty soon we were flying over someplace. I don't know where we were, but it was like everything is white below us. Yeah. <laughs> and flying it's, over uh, Mexico, everything is brown. And you had a good getaway with your wife. That is it awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It was so good. I just, mm. uh, I've been wanting to take her on a beach vacation, just the two of us, for like a decade. Wow. And, uh, and so good. In fact, we had a prophetic minister here a year and a half ago that said, hey, you need, to, you need to get away. You know, you and your wife need to get away, just the two of us. And we were like, all right, sweet, let's do that. And then in that meeting, a member of our congregation wrote my wife a check for $1,000. Oh, said, man. Here you go. I just want to help you guys do yeah. that. Well, praise God. And I I'm, know. It's just amazing. <laughs> glad so. it went well. And, and now coming back to a mountain of mail and things like that. Yes, yeah, so. a mountain of mail and a bunch of appointments. And, you know, <laughs> i got to preach on Sunday, right? Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we want to talk about uh, not only preachers, but truckers. Uh, you, of course, in War Road are inches away from the Canadian border. And whilst you were away... Uh, there was a little bit of activity up there, and I know you have a lot of connections in Canada. You actually go up there. I think there's some churches up there, et cetera. And, you know, how about some thoughts from you? I know you know a little bit about what's going on, the people yeah. up there you know, pushing back, and and uh, I think the church is involved as well, Gus. Yeah, somebody, I love it. I just think those truckers doing what they're doing is fantastic. Uh, somebody posted a meme about that. It said something to the effect of the Lord looked for his shepherds, you know, the, the pastors, to do something about it, but nobody would, but then he called on the truckers. Yeah, wow. And I thought, you know, it's a pretty, it was an indictment against, you know, his spiritual leaders that, you know, lead his flock, but at the same time, I'm so happy that the truckers are doing something, and I hear now that more pastors are stepping up. Yeah. So... Um, uh, that's awesome. Anything to get pastors to actually lead instead of just minister is great in yeah. my book. No, it is great. And, and the last time we talked, you know, we talked about this pastor in Chicago who's been up on the roof for, uh, well, he's, I think day 73 is today or something. And, you know, he's just, he's leading and he's concerned yeah. about his community. And so he's came up with this creative idea. And, and I, you know, not all pastors are going to do something like that. We get that. But it is neat when the church does uh, take part in leadership when something needs to happen. And clearly with what's happening in Canada, something needed to happen. And we'll see where it goes, you know, something to certainly pray about. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a hundred percent endorser of the event and I'm just, um, I'm 
I wish I knew some Canadian truckers, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and don't. I think some American truckers were joining in a little bit. You know, there's probably plenty of truckers that crossed that border. Maybe they weren't there mm-hmm. for a while, but uh, you know, we wouldn't have a whole lot uh, to eat or to wear or whatever without those truckers, would we? I know it's just it's so wise to be able to be like to for truckers to finally be like, listen here, we got all these extra, you know things to do because of some COVID thing, and, you know, we get it, it's a thing, but it's not as big of a thing as you guys are making it out to me, like this whole Joe Rogan thing that's yes. going on, where Neil Young is like, Omar stuff from Spotify, I'm like, great, go ahead, <laughs> if you want to, it reminds me of that little twerpy kid growing up, you know, that every neighborhood has yeah. that happens to own the baseball. And, you know, he gets struck out, so he takes his ball and goes home. I'm just going home. Yeah. You know, like. Oh, ex- exactly. Uh, but you know what? It, it's hopeful when you see things like what's happening there uh, with the truckers in Canada. I know, uh, I understand last night was the caucuses. I went to the one here in Bemidji, and there was a very good turnout. I think there's hope in seeing that, that more people. I understand it was uh, quite well attended on the conservative side of things last night all over the state of Minnesota. So that's good to hear. And, uh, you know, we can see hope. Breakpoint today is about hope. And I think there are people out there that don't always see that. And they see a lot of things going on around this country and feel like there isn't a whole lot of hope. I pointed you to a article about John Cooper, the lead singer of Skillet. And here he's out on tour with a winter jam and uh, in front of thousands and thousands of people, a lot of young people, and he's uh, you know being very bold and telling young people to uh, tell these social media influencers and you know the, a lot of the media and stuff that they're just not going to listen to him anymore because they're tired of being lied to. Boy, that's hopeful to hear a story like that as well. It is. I love when somebody like that actually gets some playtime, gets some yeah. airtime, right? Like. He's just saying normal biblical stuff that every, you know, conservative, you know, pastor that has been telling their congregations for years, but because it's said from him, it becomes, you know, more newsworthy, and I'm so so thankful that he's really challenging these young people and encouraged by young people that are just saying, you know what, you know, you, you turn on any major media outlet, and it, it's editorialized. It's yeah. They're not, they're not you know, they're not, you know, given the facts, they're just, they're giving you their interpretation of the facts, and that's not journalism at all. That's manipulation. Yeah, and indoctrination, and there's just so much of that going on. I did see a story, you know, where these are the type of stories that cause people not to have hope, where there's public schools all around the country that, uh, being February is Black History Month and that kind of thing, they are uh, placing in their curriculum a whole bunch of Black Lives Matter uh, items, and I was reading it, and I mean, it's just horrific. Uh, and, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, yes, we agree with that, but what they stand for is completely ripping apart the nuclear families, and they're all about almost getting back to segregation and things like that. All the things that this black pastor in Chicago is standing against, and and so even, you know, as things have gotten worse in our nation, finally, I think we are waking up, and there is hope in that. The church, I truly hope and believe, is waking up. And, you know, guys like John Cooper being as bold as they are, that's what it's going to take, is people to take a stand based on biblical truth, Gus. Yeah, there, there is 
there's always going to be a remnant, right? There, even in the midst of yes. the most terrible, you know, government situation in the, in the future of the United States, it's going to get worse and worse, but there will always be a remnant. And so this is important, I think, for your listeners to understand. You have to stay connected to a church. Mm. Because if you are by yourself, because you've just thrown the baby out with the bathwater, like no pastor is bold enough, no church is good enough, they all have, you know, bought some sort of Marxist lie, which is a lie in and of itself. It is not true. But if you distance yourself from the local church, you cease to be an influence in a pastor's life who is, you know, tasked to, to, um, to help you do what it is you've been called by God to do. Yeah. And so you've got to stay connected. And if your pastor does say something that's, you know, like in support of Black Lives Matter, you don't leave the church over it. You try to influence your pastor. Um, take him out for and, lunch. And <laughs> absolutely. Take him out to lunch and be like, hey, you know, this is what needs to happen. And don't be like this, like, you got to change your view on something or else I'm going to leave the church. Like, that's childish. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. You've you got to commit to a local body. And you've got to understand that your pastor is learning as well. Yeah. Right? He, he, he goes through seasons of, you know, maybe even a funk. And if everything he says from the pulpit is so scrutinized by, you know, the people that he's trying to lead that, that they all leave because, you know, he didn't dot his I or cross his T, then the entire church gets worse all because you're overly offended at something that your pastor says. you got to stay connected yeah. to the body of Christ. Yeah, amen. And while you're doing that, you have to stay connected to Jesus, of course, and His yeah, Word. Like you, they're not mutually exclusive. Exactly. They're complementary. But yeah. there are too many people in the American body of Christ, anyway, yeah. that think, well, I don't need church to go to heaven. I don't need church for Jesus. Yes, you do. Yeah. That's what the Bible teaches. Yeah, no, yes, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> And to be given, so, like I don't get where you where you're like, well, I can go to heaven and not go to church. Well, you might be theologically accurate, but it's not about getting to heaven. That's a selfish way to to serve Jesus. Yeah. It's about becoming part of the body. What part of the body are you? Yeah, amen. Too many warts. In the American body yeah. of Christ. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, they just attach themselves to the body and just look ugly. <laughs> yes. <that's laughs> right. Well, there you go. Good words from Gus this morning. And let's get plugged in. Let's be an encourager in our church and let's take a stand. And of course, none of that's going to happen without being led by the Holy Spirit. And that will happen as you plug into God and His Word. And love it. Even John Cooper said that as well. He said, "I'm here." He said to all these young people, "You, I'm here to tell you tonight. There is no such thing as loving Jesus, but not loving His Word. And I think we could add, Gus, and not loving His Church. You know, Amen. Let's do it. All right. Well, again, we it's it's hopeful. I hope our listeners took away from this conversation that there is good hope and continue to pray for what's happening in Canada. Pray for our nation as well with things going on and and support your church. And speaking of that, you better get to work, Gus. You've been gone I know, a long I feel time. like, man, I haven't preached in so long. I just started preaching on the air, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, God bless you, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yes, sir. All right. This is your life, God's truth, your QFM.